Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Creators Outlet. I'd like to welcome our special guest tonight, Jr. How are you doing, man? Truly blessed. How about you? Uh, doing good. Had dinner, had a coffee, and I'm ready to go. I want to bring up uh, the page for your foundation, True Top One Percent Foundation. Tell us about it. So we're an art therapy based on mental health. Our whole concept of what we do is to provide us an art outlet or a safe place for our veterans and our military to go to whenever they need to. And we do it in three different ways. We do it through where we target specifically our alcoholism in the military. Uh, basically, we use the beer bottle, the most self-destructive form of self-medication is linked to 22% of veteran suicides and physically give the bottle device, whatever they use, Modella, Corona, Bud Light, whatever they drink is what they give back. Empty, clean ascent, of course, so they can physically hold and see the demon they're battling internally manifested as something more positive. And then we uh, ship art supplies across the globe to our veterans. And then we also do, uh, we call it the unofficial angry letter therapy which basically you, we sit down for a few sessions or one session and just talk. They talk about whatever they want. They talk about the time and service, and then we create an image out of that conversation or sessions, and then we give it back to them. If they want to keep it, they can keep it. If not, they can use it like the angry letter instead of throwing it away and ripping it up. They just give it back to us and donate it back, and we just resell it as a fundraiser. Oh, nice. So how long has this been going on now? Oh, let me see. Uh, two years, give or take. Two years, because I, I, I was poking around the uh, the foundation page, and I saw uh, 
flyers and ads for uh, your first annual event from last year. Correct. That was fun. Uh, that actually was a turning point for us. We, uh, it was a good event. We, we partnered up with the South Bend Cubs, uh, which is a baseball team, a really well-known baseball team. They're actually the sister or whatever version of the Chicago Cubs, and very popular around here. And we used their stadium to promote the event or actually do the event itself. And we learned a lot. We met a lot. We, we networked with quite a few companies like AM General. And then we found that we, instead of using like a lot of different organizations, use events and whatnot to raise money to give out to other people, we realized then that we want to help more, you know, get in the grind with our veterans and help them more, you know, personally. So we developed additional programs from just the beer bottle therapy that we originally started with added art supplies to it, I started doing sessions, and then we're trying, we're looking to grow to add more art aspects to it, like poetry in South Carolina. We had a guy who's a longtime friend of ours, has a foundation where he already does poetry as a therapy but for kids and we're transitioning to veterans. And then all different aspects like music therapy, podcasting, uh, anonymous podcasting, walks, although it's not on the website, we've also, uh, reached out to places like uh, Sound Off, who does anonymous peer-to-peer uh, -peer or veteran-to-veteran uh, -veteran type of uh, therapy. It's like a phone conversation with someone anonymous you can just talk to. Um, and we're trying to add more of that into the program as well. So we want to design it as a more full-fledged art therapy concept instead of just the beer bottle. The beer bottle is our, so to speak, claim to fame, is the most unique part of what we do. But we're trying to add more to it. Okay, it's very it's very interesting. When I saw uh, this whole conversation was a lead-in of, uh, I think I was wishing you like happy birthday yesterday, and uh, yep, and then you then you shared a link for the thing, and I looked at it. I was like, I go, oh, I gotta have, I gotta have, I gotta do something on the on the podcast for this thing. This this is just a a great idea. I mean, my hope I'm in a wheelchair, so I wasn't in the service, but pretty much every, just about every member of my family, uh, served. my father was in the Marines. Uh, one of his brothers was in the Navy. Uh, my only uncle still left around, uh, just turned 80, but he was, he was in the air force, uh, just about everybody I went to school with, you know, all signed up after right. you know after graduation and everything so it means yeah. a lot to me so yeah i mean and we we look at pts and when you look at ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder we like to drop the d the disorder factor of it because it has a neg negative connotation so mm -hmm. our focus mental health wise is on the post-traumatic stress of what we do our whole goal is to get you to expel what's internally building, building up with you, whatever trauma it triggers, and release it through your hands so you have a more safe place to explore and express. Yeah, to let all that out. Yeah. Because, what was it? Uh, Post-traumatic stress, PTSD actually didn't come about until after the Vietnam War. It was like, it was actually developed in 1980 with a group um, uh, Vietnam veterans 
and um, I think a psychiatrist that actually got together and um, got together with the Association of um, American uh, Psychiatrists Association, I think it was, and actually developed the post-traumatic stress diagnosis. Because before that, it was all anger issues. It was all. It was actually all grouped into schizophrenia. You know, so when you came back from war, you were you recalling memories. You know, reliving different situations. It was actually, you know, they they put you in a group of schizophrenia, started feeding you, you know, antipsychotic medicines, and you know, throwing you into a group that you didn't necessarily need to be into, and it didn't really help nobody. And uh, you know, this whole it's a new it's a new and developing uh, diagnosis, but you know, we're learning more about it. Even the VA, as of eight months ago, give or take actually now started an initiative to actually be more proactive for suicide prevention with PTSD rather than, you know, reactive. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I spent a lot of time in the hospital. I was in a coma back in 2016. So, you know, they, they diagnosed me uh, with post-traumatic stress and anxiety and depression and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can happen to anybody. I mean, basically, what it is is it's a it's a level of stress hormones that never go back to equilibrium. Um, you know, especially in a lot of your your combat veterans, because um, that's my that's my thing here. Is um, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm not a veteran. I'm just an artist. My entire family are veterans. And a lot of people get confused when I talk about this, but. Um, PTS is basically a, a stress hormone, um, not going back to equilibrium. Essentially, you you're always on high alert, especially like I said, combat veterans. You have your alert system built in. Essentially, when you get hurt, you know something tra traumatic happens to you. You know you get out of whack. You you feel it. Your your body gets to your you know flight, fight or or freeze mode, and then after the the trauma is gone. You go back to equilibrium, everything's nice and normal. But with combat veterans, it's never like that. You're in a constant fight, flight, or freeze mode where you're always reacting to what's happening. You know, whether it's aggression, hypervigilance, whatever the cluster of PTSD that you're dealing with, you know, emotional numbing, it, it's always there. And in a matter of seconds, you can be back in whatever trauma that was brought to you, back to the forefront, like you're actually reliving it. It's not like a memory. It's an actual reliving of the, whatever you went through. So again, and our goal is, although in psychology, the whole concept being that not always is it just one single solution to what can make you better. You know, sometimes you got to do multiple situations or multiple healing processes. You know, you can do spiritual, you can do medication, you can do, you know, art therapy, talk therapy. It's not always just the one. Sometimes it could be, you know, art can just be your all out, but we believe that art is the key to mental health and, you know, stress relief. So that's what we stick our focus on. Yeah, once you uh, put yourself into kind of like uh, some people do it with like, uh, like I do it with comic books and uh, some people do it with, you know, movies. It's just kind of like a, a form of escapism to, put you into a calmer, a calmer frame right. of mind, I think. 
it puts you into a place where you're more comfortable. And, and that's the whole, whole concept with, with the, you know, going back to trauma is, is to put you in a firm place of the here and now, you know, because and that's always when you want to experiment, especially if you're looking to retalk or, you know, relive a situation from your, your history, you want to be able to literally put yourself in a here and now where you're physically here, you, you, your mind's here, your body's here, your soul, your spirit, the whole nine yards is actually in the here and present. So you can, you know, know what you're experiencing or what you're remembering is in the past. You know, and, and art can help you actually keep you focused on the here and now while simultaneously folk are remembering about situations and just get it out of your system. Yeah, and these are some of the uh, these are some of the paintings from the foundation. Yeah, that's actually uh, that one. Therapy. Yeah, uh, that's uh, so the beer bottle therapy is actually classic. We don't actually take pictures of our, our classes and what we do with them because it's, it's private. You know, yeah. it's not something that we want to, you know, expose. Okay, hey, this person has an alcoholic problem and they're in beer bottle therapy. We don't want to do that. Um, so. Uh, those classes are private, but they actually get to take home their own work and whatnot. But this, like right what you see in front of you, was essentially one of our talk therapy, our unofficial angry letter, angry letter therapy paintings, where we actually used a beer bottle. It was a, a firefighter, a Navy firefighter who who did her job, and she had a, a couple different experiences. And we just put it in a painting form where we mixed her in a firefighter uniform. I believe the painting, if you go to gallery, you can actually see the actual painting uh, completed. But um, yeah, as you can tell, some of these are some of the new therapies we're trying to to you know bring on board. I love to laugh, so comedy was definitely one of them I wanted to ex experiment with. Oh yeah. I'm a fan of comedy myself. Hmm. Memorial art. Yeah, and that's another, another thing we do. This is more of like your your gold star family, or or um, and I don't know if you know what a gold star family is. Uh, I don't. Basically, know. someone who lost. Uh, it's, it's basically someone, uh, a family, a spouse that lost their their spouse in the arms overseas in war or um, due to battle. Okay. Um, so during during their time of service, they lost them. The battle, and that's what a ghost sharpening basically is. So, what we do, um, whether it's a gold star family or uh, a family member who who lost someone, uh, we'll do memorial pictures for free. We do a few of them a year. Uh, and this guy is actually, he actually was, uh, his name was Watkins. We started his, or we did this one for, he was, he passed away in 2005 um, through an IED in Afghanistan. But uh, I didn't get to go uh, actually do this until 2019 when I was approached and asked about it. And then from there, I just got a good feeling for doing it that we continue to do it every year now. And where do you do uh, most of your art therapy classes out of? Uh, actually, we go to, they're, more, they're mainly pop-ups right now. Um, we're actually okay. trying to establish something. Um, so basically, the VFW um like right now we're working with a hospital who's actually creating a venue for us that we're actually working with their veterans 
their veteran staff, uh, ER and doc, um, nurses and doctors, and they're providing the venue for us. Um, you know, like I said, VFWs, the Legions, a DAV. If you have the YMCA, we're working with the local city right now here to do something on a, an outdoor classroom type of thing for their summer projects. So you can have them. We I try to attain about seven people at least just to make them, you know, fun and comfortable. Uh, and yeah, it's usually about anywhere from, depending on how often the class is, two hours to, you know, sometimes four or five hours. Uh, do like more of a, a sip and paint type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but more, uh, you know, without the alcohol. Yeah. And these were some of your, uh, some yeah, of the partners that helped you guys out. On, on the event, yep. Oh, that's great. Lots of local radio stations and, and companies. Mm-hmm. And there's AM General right there. Oh, nice. And you're planning on doing something like every Veterans Day weekend? Yeah, so what we're trying to do, um, we have a large, larger vision intact. But yes, we, um, because of our pivot to expand the program, uh, we're not doing one this year, but we will be continuing it in 2024. Okay, cool. And for for uh, for companies and uh, individuals that want to get involved, what the, what can they do to help? Well, we got, if you go to how I can help, we got like nine different ways you can help. Uh, more importantly, sharing our social media, if you really want to, the easiest way to do it and the cheapest by all means, um, you know, sharing the website, social media, the whole nine yards. You can do sponsor a vet, which is a generic 40 bucks to a veteran. Although our packages are what we offer our veterans is a $150 limit for these care packages, like a sponsor a vet. Uh, program is basically where any veteran that shows proof of, of their military status, of course, active duty or veteran, they actually get a $150 request every three months or up to $150 of whatever art supplies they desire, woodworking, paintbrush, paint, uh, sketching, stained glassing, uh, diamond painting, paint, by, it doesn't matter what what they want. As long as it's $150 or less, we'll pack it up, ship it to them at no cost to them for shipping. The, the no subscription cost it won't cost them a dime. And every three months, they can come back and request something new, the same thing over and over, whatever they need to keep them occupied and their hands free. That's what we can make happen for them. And this right here is one of the ways. When we originally started out, we actually haven't changed it. And we, you know, 40 bucks seems simple enough, anyways where we actually put, we're just keeping it 40 bucks and that goes to a veterans package or covers the entire cost. Oh, nice. Depending on what they get. And of course you can, you can go down. Uh, we actually also have uh, uh, sponsor packages right now where we ship, like I said, we ship all over across the globe, but here locally, we're setting up at Walmart, Sands Clubs, working with Michaels right now 
just hit up out there, Joanne's Fabric, or we'll literally just go outside and, and set up and ask for donations, like art supplies and whatnot. By the way, if you want to ship art supplies to us too, you can go to our link and, you know, uh, we have an Amazon wish list you can just order and it's sent directly to the studio. So that, that works as great as well. Or if you want to awesome. buy something your own self and you can ship it that way too. Well, we also, like I said, for our companies that want to, you know, benefit more of a marketing, you get more of a discount. What we've learned instead of asking for a straight donation, saying, hey, here's some money for you. You know, what we've found out is that a lot of organizations actually benefit more that they can charge as a marketing cost. So what we do is an exchange of services, kind of like a sponsorship for the program. We do it for the entire year. So you can choose whatever level you want, an E7, an E5, or an E1, whatever level you decide you prefer. And based on that level, you get benefits with your donations. Specifically, like uh, if you did an E1 um, or the basic one, an E7 or E9, I'm sorry. And you can literally basically get your name attached to our flyers that we hand out at the grocery stores when we're sitting outside Michael's and whatnot. On the front will be a list of what we need for the organization. And on the back would be a logo and, you know, a company website and, you know, thank you to our supporters. And you'd be listed there with a logo, company website and the name. And then you also, we, we also provide coupons. If you want to provide coupons in our packets for that, we ship out to our veterans. So if you, if you own a company and you have, you're trying to go national or local, whatever, you want to put, hey, you know, if you buy from us online, you know, thank you for your service. You know, here's a coupon. We'll ship that with the packages as well. Um, we also, uh, like I said, we do our events as well. Any event that we do or we're at, you know, we can put you on our flyers that we hand out on the back as a, as a supporter. And then that's also distributed amongst the people as well as like the main event, like 2024, our next uh Veterans Day uh, event, you actually could be a sponsor as well if you like that you did the E1 package automatically linked into it. It's a one-time fee that covers you for the entire year. So whatever we're doing that year, whatever promotions we are doing, you're automatically attached to it for your donation. Very nice. If you if you go to become a sponsor, that lives, it gives you a little bit more clear and concise detail than what I just gave you that you can find out for more. And that's all the way on to the right under more, I think. Under more. It should be become a sponsor. Right at the top. There we go. Yep, and you can download the packet, actually. It should be. I think the bottom one has a. Uh, yep, there's a, there's a PDF download right there. Yeah, well, one of them is a smaller version of the more. You know, if you're really quick, you, need, you just need the basics and then. Uh, the one of them is the detailed sponsorship package, which is about 12 different pages. It gives you more of a uh, insight on more detail. I guess that a lot of it, a lot of people, special organizations, want to know where the money is going to, how how's it being distributed, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah, so you can just scroll through the. If you go all the way down to the bottom, you can just scroll through like all thirteen pages. Yep. 
and this is just a a gallery once it loads. There we go. Yeah. So, and these are some of the pieces that we did with a beer bottle. I'll show you. You don't have to drink or suppress your emotions with the beer bottle. You can paint with. That's my buddy Vince. Some very nice pieces here. Thank you. Ladies and gents, please have a wonderful night. Mac Dame, thank you so much. Please give your husband my... He's, he's just finishing up his stream. He wanted to be able to, to pop in here. Good morning. Oh, okay, good. I'm good, guys. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right. Okay. All right. So how is everybody tonight? How are you doing tonight, guys? Truly blessed. How about you? Man, you know, I just probably had the most, uh, I don't know if it was the biggest live show, but I definitely had the most uh, subscribers during a live show, so that was pretty good. Um, doing very well. Doing very well. I don't know. Yeah, so please, introductions. I'm, I'm Vincent. Um, you told me that you were going to be on talking about uh, you know, a very, very important issue to myself, and I'm imagining it's also important to you, the self-deletion of our brothers and sisters. So. I like to think so. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, and, and it's JR. Do it, so. Yeah. JR, yep. All right. Um, I was going to say I would love to promote your, your website. If you want to go to my channel and look at my my email, you can definitely send me info, man. I'll tell people about you. I have no problem with that. Um, you know, I, I try to I try to talk about. It. I, I try to on one of my shows this year. I talked about how the um, self deletion rate since 2016 has gone up 37 percent across the United States of America, and um, a right. lot of that are a lot of that are veterans, and a lot of that are men, specifically men, um, mm. and um, it's it's. It doesn't seem like it's getting any better, unfortunately. So, I don't. I, I don't see. I, I see more struggles, especially where children coming into it. It just. It doesn't. It doesn't seem too. Uh, too beneficial. It always. I see it. A lot of the people trying to help is they're just trying to throw money at it. Yeah. You know, and and they're trying to get technology involved. They're trying to get medicine, antidepressants. I mean, in, in 1990, Ambilify, or 98, I think it was, Ambilify sold $1.5 billion worth of, you know, antidepressants. And over the last 40 years, you think if medicine worked, there'd be a decrease in depression and suicide attempts. But no, it's, it's increased like tenfold. I mean, the market itself is looking to be like a $20 billion market. You know, well, it's yeah. Pharma, pharma is only about yeah. That, that that's all pharma cares about. The only thing that pharma cares about is the money. That's it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand um, how we've 
how we as a, I want to say as a nation, let, let's not say as a culture, let's say as a nation, because I, I don't think the culture necessarily backs military anymore, but I believe the nation does. Um, I don't understand how the nation has allowed us to get to where we are with pharma or with um, how the youth is handled in many different aspects. I talk a lot about political topics on my show. Um, poorly, mind you, I'm still an amateur, but um, I do my best to not sound stupid. But um, I mean, the, the, the fact that we, as you just said, whenever someone goes into a doctor's office and says that I've got a problem, I, I'm, I'm having very angry thoughts and I'm, I'm thinking about hurting myself. The first thought is to shove medicine at them. That's, that's crazy. Mm. I mean, we're just given, as you, as you said, antidepressants or antipsychotics. Since when did antipsychotics yeah. become a normality to give to people? You know, and the, actually, what is it? The government, I believe, uh, gives low income housing. Actually, that's one of the first things they offer is antipsychotics. You have more young children in low income housing uh, actually have more opportunities to, ha to get subscribed antipsychotics just to help, you know, with ADHD or something like that. Yeah. And instead of, you know, anybody else. And that's the first thing they go to is antipsychotics, antidepression. They get you stuck on it when they're really young. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, was, that's being political. No, 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 no. I, I, yeah. was, I was ADHD too. I, I'm, I'm an ADHD. I was one of the, yes, you can call me the test run, you know, the experiments. Right. They had me on the max dosage of Ritalin. And when I was in the first grade, I was taking 40 milligrams of Ritalin every four hours. 40 milligrams, 220 grams. Wow. Okay. And for those of you out there that don't understand what that means, that's the maximum dosage at the time of Redolin. I was taking it three times a day. I'd be sitting there at night, man, like at eight o'clock at night in my bedroom, just doing this. Just like that. Like in yeah. my, I mean, it was like eight o'clock at night trying to go to sleep and I'm, I'm like coming down from Redolin and you know, if you've never taken Redolin and you have eight, if you have ADHD, the, not because some people take Ritalin for speed, um, but it turns you into like a zombie, a, a shallow version of yourself. You're not even really yourself. You're like, a, I don't know. Um, you're, you're a walking. It, it, supp it yeah. suppresses your emotions and your, your yeah. motivations. Yeah. Motivations. What it does. And, 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 you know, um, yeah, it, it's horrible. It's hard, especially for a kid, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I, have, I have personality corpse because I have ADHD. You know, I'm basically a lesser version of Asperger's, basically. And, yeah. you know, I, I have very, very bad personality corpse. But at the same time, um, we were able to do things that other people can't because of our brains. Our brains just work differently. But at the time, mm -hmm. when they were passing out that Redolin, pharma specifically, okay, they were like, yeah, let's push this on as many people as we possibly can. Don't worry about the side effects, Okay. Then it comes out about 20 years later. Oh, it stunts your growth. Oh, it could cause this problem. Oh, later in life, it could cause this problem. People just were shoving in their, yeah. their throats. And they're doing the same thing with people with depression. And again, I don't understand exactly how PTSD works scientifically or medically. But um, from personal experience, I'm a war vet. All right. From the things that I saw Thank over you. there. And I, and I had brothers that saw a lot worse than I did. And um, mm -hmm. I can only imagine what they went through, but I went through my own version of PTSD. And if I hadn't gotten the psychological help that I got, I'd have been fucked. 
Pardon my language. And I probably would be one of these 22 kill statistics, more likely than not. Because a lot of the times, especially the way they train us, we don't ask for help. We just try to deal with it through our training. Because, you know, when you're in the service, a lot of people might not know this. They don't let you use words like depression. They don't, yep. they don't let you use words like that. All right. They don't let you well, use they're, words. They're changing that. They're changing that now. But that's true. Way back. Yeah. Or as of well, like 2017, 2018, definitely before that. Now. You, yeah. you mentioned mentality yeah. issues. They're like, yeah. they shut it down. They say, go shut away. Shut it down. Yeah. It. yeah. Shit. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, that, you, you, could, you couldn't talk about bipolar. You couldn't talk about depression. You couldn't talk about anything like that. Matter of fact, when I was going through MEPS and I told them that I had ADHD, I had to prove I hadn't taken Redolin in 10 years or they wouldn't have let me in. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So, and I hadn't been on Redolin since I was in like grade school. So I got lucky on that. So, but, um, but no, I, I just, I just want to pop in, man. I just want to say thank you for this. And, and, um, you know, like I said, uh, go, go check out my, my, uh, my YouTube channel and, uh, go to my, you know, any of my videos I put in the, the description of any of my live shows, go to the live section and get my email. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, Will's got my info too. And, yeah. um, s- send me, send me some stuff, man. Send me any type of info you yeah. want. And I'll um, I'll promote you guys on my channel, and I have other military members, okay, that watch me. Okay. So I'll try to get the word out for you guys as fast as I can, okay, as much as I can. All right, Jr. Really that works. All right. Thank All you. Right. Of course, man. Will, thanks for letting me have. Come on, man. I gotta go, guys. I gotta get ready for tomorrow. So God bless you guys, and hey, all of our brothers and sisters out there that need help, just please remember, you're not alone. Just reach out, find somebody, you know, anybody to talk to. All right, guys. All right. Have a good night, brother. All right. Bye. Later, man. Have a good one. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Like cool. they, uh, the, the big thing with the big farmer is uh, there's no profit in a cure. Yeah. So they just want to keep pushing it. Like um, it took me a year and a half to get like even partial mobility back. So I could like transfer mm-hmm. from uh, my recliner to uh, to my wheelchair and and to bed and everything. And uh, since I actually got you know home out of a out of a rehab facility for like a year and a half, uh, first thing they did was just like you know write me like you know almost like 30, 30 prescriptions. And the first thing because. They're like, oh, there's an opioid epidemic. We don't want to give you an opioid. I go, well, these these are all drugs. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's it's right. all the same after you're taking, you know, when you pop in like 24 pills a day. Um, right. and then I was reading, I was reading up on some of the meds they have me on, and for the, uh, I've got a diabetic uh, nerve disorder from like the knees down um, from, from like all the surgeries and from the time I was in the coma and everything. And uh, I found out that the, they had me uh, on the highest, um, on the highest legal dose of, of this med that isn't even meant for what they put it, put me on for. It's uh, it's to prevent, seizures 
the one thing I don't have, and it's got like two dozen side effects. I was experiencing all the side effects and none of the, you know, none of the positive outcome that I was supposed to be getting. So I've been spending like the last two months weaning off it from my doctor. I go, I don't want this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, and, and, in this defense, I mean, not a defense, but I mean, in the early 70s, when the, in psychiatry became more popular and the drugs came about for schizophrenia and, you know, keeping people, you know, in the beginning, the drugs were great because they were actually meant to help cure. I don't yeah. know what it was, probably in like 2000, 20 some odd years later, they, they transitioned into you know trying to cure do a cure-all you know one thing or another and it just i don't know what it became but it wasn't like when it started you know when you go into psychiatry instead of psychologist uh, you know a psychiatrist has that ability to give you you know subscribe you drugs you know and i that's why i like psychology better but i mean you know the dsm model for the book of you know diagnosing all type of mental disorders and statistics that's uh you know i think they all can be or a good portion of them can be cured without the drugs but there are in some cases where drugs would be needed like multiple um personality disorder you know even schizophrenia gives you that that sense of life back so i mean not all drugs are bad but it all depends also all depends on the doctor as well because who they're getting their funds from and whatnot. And they get benefits for passing out this specific drug versus that one. Um, I mean, it, not, like I said, not all good people are, or not all people are are bad or not all doctors are bad, you know. Some yeah. of them just get away from themselves. So, I mean, for your instance, I, I mean, I'm sorry for you. That's definitely not, I mean, I don't know why they give you that, but um, I don't want to give them all a bad name. Some drugs do help, especially in cases of, uh, you know, mentally disabled individuals, like truly hard ones. Not like you know, you and I are, or something like that. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a shame that they go right to that instead of trying, you know, something right. You know, like you like you guys are doing. Yeah, we're we we know drugs whatsoever. Um, it's all art. It's all there's, there's when you draw and when you paint, when you physically paint, when you're, instead of doing something on the computer, which is all cool. Technology is great and all. I'm not a tech guy, but, but there's something about holding a pencil or a pen or a paintbrush and connecting to the canvas itself and just drawing that line and connecting it with another and being able to, that intimate relation you have between you and the canvas to let to expel your expressions from you or you know your emotions on that paper and then let that image be held on that canvas there's something to say about that intimate relationship and that's what we want everybody to be able to experience i mean you can do it on the computer but it doesn't have that same effect of being able to feel and hold and and actually have your arm do the, the movement of it, yeah. the, the soothing. Like I do dot work, and 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 the actual repetition has become therapeutic for me. Where that that momentum 
I was just a constant, you know, dribble of dots on a sheet of paper to form an image. Um, you know, it, it comes out, you know, when you start off, it looks weird, but you become more engrossed with it. I mean, the, the emotion of, oh, this is looking great. This is looking better. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's what you, that's what we try to invoke when we do art is that gradual growth process that allows you to be intimate with your work and see the beauty of what you're building um, as you go forward. Plus, when, when you do something in a physical medium opposed to, uh, you know, Digital. using a tablet uh, to do it yeah. electronically, you've got, you know, you've got the feels, the textures, the scents, and, yeah. you know, you kind of like emerge yourself in your own little, exactly. in your own little world. And mm -hmm. uh, I know. That's uh, a safe place people talk about. Yeah. 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 Uh, a uh, friend of mine, uh, his nickname is Doc because he was a doc in the Navy. And uh, <laughs> he is now a, uh, a comic book creator and also a, uh, a fine artist. Oh. So uh, him and I are, are working on something. I, I bought all the supplies and he's going to he's going to put me through like a few classes with him to teach teach me like you know basics of you know oil painting and stuff to uh to give me something to do so i'm not like you know spinning yeah. around like a top you know half the time and yeah uh, art, art art will keep you focused or uh art will keep you uh in your own little world you know yeah. the more you draw the more you, you do it art will continually be there that safe haven um that's why they teach art in schools you know i mean a lot of people say um you know art's worthless it doesn't it, it doesn't do anything it allows you to be creative you know when you, you have you ever heard of the roshar test yes okay so you know you know what the reason for that is the ink blots what it is everybody sees something in there right yeah you know it's whatever you're going through you see it but the problem is when you don't see anything, when you just see a, a blot of ink, you know, you, you're not, you're not expressing, you're not physically experiencing anything. There's no, there's no imagine, nothing, no imagination working behind you. Um, and, and that's where the problem is. And that's where, or not where the problem is, but that's where the problem becomes. If you can't imagine, if you can't get creative, you can't think outside the box or, you know, think of something else. Where everything is just here and now it's realistic it's just what you feel touches you know what it is or your own memory you can't even think about that and that's what art allows you to do is allows you to be creative and allows you to think look at an art, a piece of ink and you know you know spray it across the thing oh that looks pretty you know it allows you to think it can be creative i don't know whatever i'm trying to figure out another term for this i just can't forget. but yeah um same concept you want to be able to be creative and art allows you to you know, yeah, I, I'm a loss of words right now. I don't know why. <laughs> well, probably talk a about this. Ago, time, you, yeah. you didn't think you were going to be on a podcast. Yeah, to I didn't, tonight, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> there's my words right there. That's what. I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. We all have brain farts now and then. I have a lot. 
so do I. My brain has gas. Uh, yeah. So you guys are, uh, you do you do stuff like all over the world for active duty we, and, and veterans? Yeah, we actually, yeah, I'm actually, um, we do stuff for veterans courts in Florida uh, or veteran, treat, uh, veteran treatment courts, VTC. Um, across the country. We work uh, uh, with a PVA, a, a Paralyzed Veterans of America. We're doing a, a Zoom uh, Bob Ross style painting class for them. We're doing, uh, we do beer bottle painting uh, projects like I said for a local hospital here. We work with horse therapists and combine art and horse therapy. Um, and the port, just a little ways away from us. I mean, shoot, I'm traveling to Detroit uh, next month to help out and I'm in South Bay and that's a four, three, three and a half, four hour drive for me. So um, we'll travel wherever. And if we can help you remotely, even better, however we can do it. Um, like I said, we work in Florida, Texas, Delaware, Connecticut, Detroit, Indiana. Um, and everything we do, by the way, has always been free and will always be free for our veterans and active duty military. Awesome. Now, I have a question, uh, which will mm -hmm. harken back to uh, Vince coming on. Uh, do you guys have any kind of, uh, like, quick form, like, video commercials or something to promote the, uh, the website and what you guys do? No, no. Uh, we don't have, we have volunteers, like a few, like three volunteers. Um, that that come on board, and then you have me, um, and that's basically the entire team. And as you may be able to tell, I go from here to here to all the way over. Um, so, no, we I don't have time, in, nor do we have money. I, all the money we go to goes to our veterans. I don't even get a pay uh, any pay from doing this. So every dollar we get goes back to our supplies, shipping costs, um, or taking care of our veterans. And, we can awesome. so we don't have the money or the people <laughs> to create these videos and then to broadcast them because uh might be cool yeah uh maybe i'll work a couple things out and uh and put a couple things together and i'll i'll, I'll email them to you and uh okay see what see what you think kind of cool if there's, you know, stuff on there that you, uh, that you might like that, uh, kind of like would check all the boxes for the foundation. As that would work. Like a little PR thing. Uh, yeah, if know, you I go think. to, um, our, uh, if you go to, I think it's called PR or, uh, our news section or whatever, there's a bunch of videos from our event that we did in the commercials. Separate mm -hmm. one from ABC 57, which I'm not sure is on there, but if it is. But the other ones were, was basically put together by me. Like, that's how cheap and under budget we were just for what we did do. Everything, like, we used a lot of our sponsorships to, to feed and take care of our veterans. Um, well, that's that's actually the news coverage from there. But if you go below, lower, I think it is. It should be. Not even close. Okay. Never mind. I thought I had a commercial on there. No, that's the one from ABC. That's not me. Yeah, that one to the left and right. Those ones. Those are all done by me. 
those three, the one at the bottom too. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was the uh, Union Station. Yeah, those were for Winsfield. Yeah, we used two venues. We learned our lesson from that. Not going to happen again. Uh, <laughs> and, a little hectic. Yeah, and not to mention, it wasn't necessarily that it was hectic. It was getting people to go from point A to venue A to B or venue B to A. It just it never it like oh hey, there's more. No, oh cool, bye, cool, bye. And then the fact that it snowed there and the helicopter that we had planned to come out wouldn't come out unless it was an emergency, you know, for the military, which it never was. So they were like, ah, we're not going to fly in the snow for you. I'm like, okay. It makes sense. I don't want to risk anybody. So that was great. But we had the, the Matt V out there. We had uh, AM General's, uh, what is it called? Uh, new nine nine-seater Hummer out there. We had a 1971, a Vietnam era Jeep, actually with all of its parts out there. Um, we were looking to have a Huey out there um, supplied by the uh, National Guard, but that didn't necessarily work out like planned. Um, but because uh, it snowed, like literally was expecting half an inch of snow and then it to be all gone the next morning. It never stopped snowing. I, we got like five inches of snow that weekend alone. Wow. So, yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. And I'm pretty sure that was God's way of saying, hey, I need you to pivot. So it took me about two months to realize we needed to pivot. But we, uh, we did. And, and actually, because of how it worked out, we, we started to grow the program and, and be more on a more intimate relationship with our veterans. So the overall concept of the event was a very good success where it put us to now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have, as you can tell. Look at this first video here that you did. Yeah, let's, yeah. Is that the 15 second? Yeah. Yep, that was a quick one. So, yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. So true top one percent. I don't even know if I even said this. So uh, when you say when you think of the top one percent, you usually think of what your Bill Gates and Elon Musk, right? And I found that to be offensive. Not offensive, but we have our military in the same in the same field. Literally, used to be that one percent of Americans joined the service. Um, yeah. It's just a little under that right now. But so basically, what I I just turned it around and said. Our true top 1% is our military, you know, not the other guys. That's what I mean when I say top 1%. So we put yeah. true on top of it so they can't take it. And um, we actually have a trademark, so no one can take it now. Yay. But, um, yeah, that's what the 1% means. So um, it's always in our branding as well. Or we try to do our top one, our top five. All that good jazz. There's a lot of talk about the 1% in America these days, but this Veterans oh, Day weekend, we we'll focus on the true top 1%, that one's the men and women who bravely serve our country. On November 12th and 13th, Four Winds Field and South Bend Union Station will be hosting the first annual True Top 1% Military Exhibition. This exhibition is a showcase of our military through the eyes of our service members. This is... My computer just did a weird thing where it just started playing like everything. 
all at the same time. Yeah. Let's see. Saluting the 1% who choose to serve this Veterans Day weekend at the first annual True Top 1% military exhibition happening in downtown South Bend and Four Winds Field in Union Station. And this event is free for everyone. Come out and interact with military vehicles. Okay, yeah, that was a short 15-second one. It's somewhere on there. You got more of them. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. There's probably, I'm pretty sure it's up there. Oh, yeah. Well, JR, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about this. I see you're losing light where you are. so Just a little bit. Yeah, I had to, I had to make a quick stop and help out a family with some things. And um, that was a last-minute thing. So my studio is about 45 minutes away. I didn't think you wanted to wait that long for me to come out. So I thought I'd do it on the phone. Yeah, we'll get it done. Mm. So I want to thank you for this. I will definitely uh... – Keep in touch, and uh, I'll get like I'll get uh, Vince's information to you, so you can keep in contact with him. And uh, perfect. I'll see. I'll see what I can do for uh, putting a little something together with uh, images from the website for uh, for like a, a short form informational video, and I'll, I'll I'll email it your way. I appreciate it. that. Works. Anything anything will help. I mean. Well, we'll take whatever we can get. Let's put it that way. And right there is the uh, the address for uh, True Top One Percent, all spelled out except for the number one dot com. And you can go and We're, check out. We the, actually have uh, a shorter version. Oh, okay. It's it's tt one p dot org. It's really just the uh, initials of it. Tt one p dot org. We found a lot of people having issues, especially on our, our commercials when we say go to truetop1percent.com, that they had issues trying to find it so or spelling it. So we shortened it to tt1p.org and just use that to forward over to the truetop1percent.com. There you go. Yep, that's me too. That's That's easier. <laughs> That's awesome. This is this is just an awesome thing that you guys are doing, and uh, we appreciate it. Um, well, I, I enjoyed doing it. But I we'll enjoyed be, doing we'll it. Be, we'll be in touch, and uh, we'll keep promoting it. I put up a post earlier before uh, we came on, and I must have tagged like ninety people that have uh, either have family members in the military. Or uh, or veterans in the family, of course, half of my family. But you know, <laughs> makes sense. I understand. Just, it's okay. And and for all my so family, yeah, all my family who is military is actually all in Massachusetts right now. Anyway, so yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's That's okay. That's why I'll make it out. <laughs> Oh, really? Hey, well, if you ever find yourself in New England, like Springfield, Holyoke, Belchertown area, that's where they're at. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little south of that. I'm, I'm down in uh, in Taunton, Mass. About 40 minutes By west uh, south of Boston. South of Boston. Oh, OK, so a little farther east of West, Worcester, right? Yeah, I'm more uh, I'm 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 southern southern Mass. 
not too not too far from uh the Rhode Island mine. Okay, wow, okay. Or as I like to call yeah. it the dirtiest little state in the union. Uh <laughs> I won't say a word. I won't say a word. The home of corruption. Welcome to Rhode Island. <laughs> but I want to thank you very I don't much. Know what he's doing. <laughs> I have no thank idea. You. Uh I, no politics here. It's nope. all military. This will uh, this will be downloaded and uploaded to my podcast platform. So if anybody wants to listen to it uh, anywhere you like to get a podcast, you can get it there. I usually repost the link off of uh, Spotify because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's that's the uh, that's the program I use to upload everything. And uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll I'll send you copies of the links. I sent you the I sent you the link copy for the. Uh, for the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. so you know I'll be doing I'll I'll do some edits off of the show. Okay, and uh, all right. Hopefully, we bring uh, more awareness to uh, the awesome work you guys are doing. And uh, I appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Jr. You have a great night, and uh, we'll see everybody later on. See you later. How are we going?